Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Fortenball, and here's what we have in store for today's episode. Good friend of the program, Jason Logan from Covers.com, is going to join us in just a moment for a little game of sucker bet or no sucker bet. Where do you land on six-point teasers? Sucker bet or no sucker bet? We'll find out J-Lo's opinion in just a few minutes. But first, we look to keep our red-hot podcast streak of picks alive. Episode 5, we gave out the Dodgers' run-line sweep Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. Winner, winner, winner. We also gave out the Friday under in that series, which was the debut of you Darvish against Jacob deGrom. That cashed as well. A's over with Kendall Graveman on the mound in episode six was a winner. A's over with Kendall Graveman on the mound in episode seven was a winner. And in addition, episode seven, Mike London gave you Everton minus 140 in first weekend EPL action. That is seven straight victories for the podcast. So we look to keep it moving Wednesday in Miami as the Marlins play host to the San Francisco Giants. We're going to lay the run line, the one and a half, with the Miami Marlins for two reasons. For the Giants, it's going to be Matt Cain filling in. He of the 5.22 ERA. On the flip side of the equation, it's Jose Urina, the righty, going for the Marlins. Urina has given up three or fewer runs in three straight starts and three or fewer runs in 11 of 13 starts. I don't like the spot for the Giants. We're going to play the run line with the Miami Marlins on Wednesday. Now, before we get to Jason Logan, a reminder, head to the website CoversExperts.com and use the promo code SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. That's SHARP600 for a free $30 credit towards your next Covers Expert purchase. And then bounce on over to Covers.com and get involved in the Streak Survivor Contest for a chance to win $100,000. That's right. I said $100,000. We go to the phones and welcome in a good friend of the program. He's the senior managing editor for Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at CoversJLo. It's Jason Logan with Joe Fortenball here on the Sharp 600. JLo, you and I had this conversation recently regarding sucker bets. You wrote this article a couple years ago, and we got into it, and we decided for the podcast, it's not always just about educating people on the best games to bet. It's the best methods in which to go about wagering. And I figured I'd bring you on today and we'd be able to fire through some of these. So if you're ready, I'm going to hit you up with big money line favorites, big money line favorites. Do you consider that a sucker bet or a fair play? Sure. Well, I'm for this article. I talked to a bunch of our covers experts, handicappers. And um, for the most part, there was kind of consensus on each of these and and four big money line favorites. The consensus were a big thumbs up. It was okay to bet these big money line favorites. Uh, they're they're priced that way because they are the favorite. They are the elite team. Um, however, it all depends on your bet size and the type of better you are. If you're you know if you are a covers experts uh, guy or a guy that follows their picks, or uh, you know a big better, then it it's not too bad. You can wager the those you know larger amounts of monies to win that 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 small return. But for me, I mean, I got you know I got three kids, buddy. I, I'm a small time better, <laughs> which is probably. And, and I'm sure you're feeling that crunch now. Yes, sir. I got a six-month-old. Uh, yeah, I know that, that crunch. All that baby food and diapers, man, it stacks up, and <laughs> uh, it, sh- it shrinks that bankroll pretty quick. So for me, I, I, you know, I, and I probably fall within, you know, there's probably like 80% of people are just kind of recreational betters. And for me, um, it's tough to throw, you know, a big amount of money out there hoping for one particular return. Um, just because, you know, my, my $20, my $50 bet isn't going to, you know, really pay out 
uh, as, as big as it should when you start looking at these these big time money line favorites, especially when you look at like say we'll take the Mayweather McGregor fight, for example, uh, even minus five fifty on Mayweather, you know that's that's not going to get a whole lot of money back for me for my dollar. However, if you're someone that is betting you know five hundred fifty bucks to win a hundred or beyond that, or then, how about know, like the eight hundred thousand the Fertitta brothers put down on it? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not rolling like them. I'm not rolling like the Maloof there. So, <laughs> all right, so let's. Oh, it's yeah, that's right. It's the Maloof brothers. I'm sorry, Maloof brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get my casino moguls from Las Vegas confused from time to time. <laughs> um, all right, but let's let's tie that into your second one on here. You have parlays in the sucker bet column as well. I like the idea of big money line favorites parlayed in bigger parlays. For example, like a college football, NFL football parlay situation where I'll pay maybe 20, 50 bucks, but I'll pick seven, eight teams. And two of those will be 10 point favorites that I just go ahead and play on the money line to get it in there to try to help out. How do you view parlays? Oh, again, it's kind of like, it's like beauty. It's all in the eye of the beholder for you. You're, you're going for seven and eight. You're taking a big swing in case you hit it. For me, I look at parlays as something that I'm like two games, three games. I think maybe four games might be the biggest parlay I've made in the last little while. That wasn't just like a you know complete flyer. Um, you know, March Madness is a perfect time for that. But uh, again, it's if it's always that. It's always you make that like smart parlay that you love. Uh, it's all these great opinions, you know, solid games that you feel good about, and then you throw on that minus one, you know, that minus two ninety favorite just to tick it up a couple extra cents, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, and then sometimes that'll be the one game that burns you. Uh, you know, it is, if you, if you, for it all depends, like I said, eye of the beholder type thing. If you like wagering those, you know, want that giant payout, you want to do a seven eighteen parlay, then that's great. Throw a bunch of favorites on there, and geez, if it was NFL last year, you were walking away with some money on those weekends. In all my years of doing this, I have seen a split opinion as it pertains to teasers. There are some people who say it's the ultimate sucker play. That's why it exists, so that the books can make more money. I'm of the belief, I love teasers. Teasers are where I'm at my most successful, especially when you find yourself in favorable situations where they're not charging minus 120 for the right to bet it. Some of them will give you better prices. And the main reason is if you employ the right teaser strategy, you can put yourself in a favorable position. For example, teasing through two key numbers. So if the Patriots are minus eight versus the Jets, you play a six-point teaser there. You're bringing it through the key number of seven, through the key number of four, through the key number of three, all the way down to Patriots minus two. That's a situation where I think you you have a, a favorable teaser number. Where do you land on teasers? Do you think they're sucker plays or do you see an edge there? I was I was gonna kind of say the same thing as you said. If you can if you can move that number through those key digits, uh, especially with football, then that's you know those are the ones that you you kind of want to take a longer look at. I myself, you know what I love? I like the pleaser, the reverse teaser, which is actually you're <laughs> tacking on points, uh, and you're getting you know you're getting plus money return on some of that. And you look at some of the big favorites in last year's NFL, like you know you could comfortably go with the Patriots and tie it to to, to another big favorite. And uh, throw another six points on the line, and then you know they're both those teams were, were cruising, and you're getting plus money returns on those. So uh, I think they're, they're, you have to be wary of of how you're placing your teasers and your pleaser bets. How about prop bets? It's a market that's on the rise with the rise of DFS, daily fantasy sports. So at at the time that I wrote this, I, I believe this article is probably about two years old. So, uh, but it's one of those evergreen articles that always stirs up a good debate, which is why we're here. And at the time, the handicappers that I interviewed said props were a sucker bet. 
However, like you said, with the explosion of DFS, it's changed the way in which we evaluate individual performances. And because of that, there's smarter ways of looking at players, and betters are getting smarter at handicapping props. And talking to bookmakers over the last few years, like they, you know, props were always kind of a sub-market that they didn't really worry too much about. Now, some weekends, they're taking a bath on props because people are just so much smarter and so much more in tune with how to handicap individual performance and matchups with those individuals between, you know, opposing defenses or vice versa. And uh, they're, they're taking books to the cleaner some weekends. And if, you, if you're a guy that likes playing DFS and you're a guy that always plays fantasy football and you know where those edges lie, then why not go and, and turn it around and throw some prop bets down? It's not just for the Super Bowl anymore. Live betting has become a stronger market each and every year. It's an emerging market. Where do you land on live betting? Do you think <laughs> there's money to be made there or is that a sucker play? There, there is, but you have to do it smart, and I don't always do it smart. I love, I love live betting. I think it's great. One, one reason I like live betting is, like, as I mentioned, I have kids, and bedtime falls around eight, eight thirty. And when do most games tip off? <laughs> eight, eight thirty. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not getting in on these games before they start. I'm picking them up like midway through the second quarter halftime, you know, even third quarter. And, um, but, you know, you, then you're, you are paying a premium to bet a live line. Uh, you're going to pay a little extra. It's not that standard, you know, uh, minus 110. You're, you're going to be, even if the, the line is a, a fairly close to what the, uh, the closing number was, you're still paying a premium to bet it live. However, there are situations in with live, which live betting is fantastic. Um, previous Super Bowl, uh, as, a, as a perfect example, was – the books in Vegas, they won a ton of money from the game itself. Um, the total, they were kind of wishy-washy on. Uh, however, it was the live betting markets that killed them because the Patriots went down big, and everyone that was live betting that game through an app or you know, through their, the, the, the mobile um, interface, they were hitting the Patriots, saying, oh, well, geez, I can get Patriots you know, plus 15, plus 14 and a half. Oh, I can take the money line to win at like 16 to 1. And there were a few books there that just got burned. And I, we were in Las Vegas for Super Bowl doing promotion with the Mirage. And uh, I was playing through the MGM app and was just hitting it. Every time something would happen, <laughs> I was just hitting it. And all my, it was funny because all my other Super Bowl wagers were just, just crap. Uh, my props crap. And, uh, but the live betting kind of saved my butt. He's the senior managing editor for Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at CoversJLo. It's Jason Logan with the Sharp 600. JLo, thanks for your time, man. We always appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. You're doing a fantastic job with the podcast. Everyone is really impressed and uh, really excited to get this thing going in um, football season. Yes, sir. You got it. Well, that will do it for this installment of the Sharp 600. Thank you so much for joining us once again. It's greatly appreciated, and we'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes the next time you get a chance. But until next time, everybody, best of luck.